is not always easy, but it should not be dreadful. God has made roles designed specifically for women. These roles require a lot from us, which can leave us feeling lonely, empty, and unfulfilled. I want to welcome you to join me every week for fellowship on motherhood, marriage, and life for women. Hello, sweet friends, and welcome to Rigid Christian Mama. I'm so glad that you are here today to listen to this podcast. I want to do a really quick recap of last episode and mention a few things, or just maybe one thing. I talked about how being a mother is a role and not an identity and how we should um, not feel guilty about nurturing those areas who make us who we are. Because before having kids, we were someone, and even whenever our children leave our home, we are someone. So I wanted to make sure that y'all weren't thinking that I was suggesting that we should be selfish or encouraging selfishness because I was not. I just want us to nurture the areas that make us who we are. Uh, the role of being a mother is so important and, sh- and it should be taken seriously. And I think, you know, now's the time that we start being more intentional with how we raise the future. So now that I've got that out of the way, I want to share with y'all a vision or like a thought that I had driving home the other night. I saw five like dots that formed a circle and one of the dots was bumped just outside of the circle and the circle these dots made symbolized a cycle and the dots symbolized like priorities, maybe even relationships. Our very first priority or relationship that we should invest in is God because any born again Christian knows that God is above all. We need to make sure that we are praying without ceasing and that doesn't mean praying for hours on end. It just means talking to him and always running things by him. Short little prayers or just calling on his name throughout the day is what I do. This helps me to feel intimate and close with him Uh, we should also be getting into his word. The Bible was written for our benefit and we need to use it. This will allow us to be the wife and mom, sister and friend and neighbor that others need. The next relationship that we should take time to really nurture is our spouse because contrary to what some may believe, our spouse should actually come before our children. I mean, for crying out loud, we make love to them, but also because your children... Before your children came, your spouse was the one who was there. Your spouse is the one you built a life with. Um, They are also the one that you will end life with. Our children are a result of the love between our spouse and ourselves. They're not a pet for us to spoil or have our way with. They are a responsibility that will end up growing up into an adult and will need to be a functioning part of society. We should also raise them in hopes that uh, they can make things better in the future. Your spouse will be, or at least should be, your partner in that very hard season of raising kids. And I'm sorry, but if you feel differently, as in your kids come before your spouse, then maybe you married the wrong spouse. Or maybe you just don't think... um, certain maybe you're just thinking of it in the wrong way 
And let me just give you an example so my words are not taken out of context. When you book a babysitter to spend time with your spouse, you're putting your spouse first. Maybe, like, your kids are crying and saying, no, don't go. Uh, I don't want you to leave. I want you to put me to bed. But you're like, no, I am going, you know, on a date. I'm going to spend some quality time with my spouse. You'll be fine. That is, you know, an example. Or maybe you put your kids to bed a little bit earlier on some nights just to get a little extra time with your spouse. That's also, you know, another example. You know, your kids are not being hurt by it. Um, or when your child asks you for something and you say no, they may go ask their other parent in hopes that the other parent will say yes. But when you take sides rightfully with your spouse, it shows your children what a partnership of parents looks like. And then whenever they go to ask you and you say no, and they will automatically know that they cannot go ask the other parent because the other parent will take your side. Um, so on the topic of children, that would be our next relationship to prioritize. Children are a gift from God, and he made us to raise them the right way. So it's really important to make sure that we are teaching our kids how to prioritize relationships also so they will not have unrealistic or unhealthy expectations when they get older. Then comes others, or as the Bible would say, our neighbors. We know from reading scripture that our Lord wants us to help others. There are many verses on it, and I encourage you to really look into the word and fact check me. When we help others, we are helping Jesus. Sometimes we are helping angels and we have no idea. Lastly, after we have given to everyone, we can finally give to ourselves. This is when we give ourselves grace to take a break and be our unique selves. Who did God create when he created you? All of that to say, the cycle is complete. And we end up investing into our relationship with God again. However, if we tend to skip ourselves in this cycle, we can draw away from our relationships. Because having a relationship with yourself is just as important. Knowing who you are as a person and an individual will help you to realize God's call on your life. It can help you to realize how God sees you and why he chose to create you. So just like that dot that was just outside of the circle, but not being a part of the cycle, we may begin to isolate ourselves. We pull away from our relationships in desperate need to fill ourselves back up. We become depressed and stop trying and then start feeling worse about ourselves. We feel guilty because we don't read the word or pray enough, but we also don't have the energy to give to God. We stop taking care of our womanly needs in order to feel sexy for our husbands and stop taking care of the house because we are just so exhausted. We become really short with our children and start yelling and fantasizing about staying at a hotel for a weekend just to get some uninterrupted quiet time. We may become bitter towards our neighbors because it seems like they just have it all figured out and get all the blessings. Then we really don't want to take care of ourselves because we decide, well, this is just me. I I won't compare myself. And you shouldn't compare yourself. You really shouldn't. Everyone's seasons look different and everything on social media is everyone's highlights. Their best photos 
you don't know the struggles, infidelities, addictions, illnesses that someone else struggles with. And that's a whole topic that I could speak on, but this week's topic is actually about burnout. Burnout is something that I struggle with more often than not, and it causes a lot of shame. And I know shame is from the devil and not God, and I should rejoice in my weakness because it is a reminder that I need to rely on my firm foundation. My burnout experiences have been real and dark, and I won't go into the raw and real because I'm still new and scared of judgment. However, it was dark. God revealed solutions to me that required me to take action. So at the beginning of the school year, I had gone through one of these burnouts and God told me to go to the park and to walk because, you know, physical exercise is really good for you. So I started going to the park every day. Like every morning with my son. And I would pack him two small toys, a snack, and a drink. And I would walk around the track with him in the stroller while listening to a podcast. Um, and the podcast, you know, was good for my soul. It, it really helped me to feel like I wasn't alone. And it was good. It was good stuff that I was putting into, into me. Um, so after a lap or two around the entire park, which two laps is just, just over a mile I would bring him to the playground and let him play. Really burn some energy. After a couple of times, I noticed that there were other moms going to walk together and they would push their kids in strollers and then let them play after. And it was really good for us, but it didn't last long enough. Things came up and before I knew it, months had passed um, and it had been a while since we've gone. So a tip for a mother with a restless child bring them to the park and spare an hour or two so they can burn energy so when you get home they can be tired enough if not to take a nap to at least watch a movie so you can get something done or just have some peace and time in a totally different room alone another tip i would give is to either wake up way earlier than your kids one day to try and catch up on housework or self-care Or maybe stay up a little later to do it. I know this is easier said than done. But sometimes you have to make yourself do the work. Sometimes you have to push past that zero motivation. And put on some great music or a podcast. And just start cleaning. Um, I got some great advice from one of my favorite YouTube cleaners. Her name is Ari Katiana. She does like the free cleanings. And she said that the first thing she does is she gets a trash bag and gathers all the trash. Um, So that's what I've started doing. I get a trash bag and I gather all the trash. And then I get the dirty clothes. Like any dirty clothes that may be lying around in the bedrooms or in the bathroom, wherever, get the dirty clothes. And then um, I've heard before that you can like get a basket and go to each room and gather everything that doesn't belong in there and once the basket's full put everything where it goes also having clean floors does make any room feel cleaner i would then tackle dishes while clothes are washing but 
make sure that you spend time with Jesus no matter how that looks and equip yourself with scripture so when the enemy strikes you you can defeat him with the truth if you have people available to you that you can ask for help then ask for help I know my issues sometimes come from not having a healthy break from my three-year-old and that is because my husband coaches baseball so during the spring it's like I'm a single mother and it is hard. I think it is also really important to understand what is causing your burnout. Is it that you need to clean and you can't? Is it that you need some time for yourself? Do you need distance from your family for a bit? Is it selfish ambition? The Lord dealt with me about the last one. Although I'm sure that burnout um, that I was experiencing was from all of the above. It was from a place of selfishness that truly planted the seed of burnout. Um, and I'll explain it this way. I was getting frustrated with my son because I was wanting to clean my home, yet I couldn't because he is all over the place all the time getting into something. That makes it really hard to get something done. I also wanted to be able to drink coffee and spend time with Jesus every morning, but I can't because he's an early riser and I have other kids to get ready for school. I wanted to be able to start hobbies so I could have time for myself, and, and I did start them, but I quickly found out that I didn't have time for them, so it made me more frustrated. I was concerning myself with my wants rather than the needs of my kids was not giving my child an opportunity to burn energy or to spend time with me. I was expecting him to just sit still and be good so I could take care of my wants and needs instead of his. This made me a frustrated mom, a crappy Christian, a short-tempered wife, and a bitter neighbor. And a person who felt like their life was absolutely dreadful. God doesn't want this for me, and if it's true for me, then it's it's true for you. Motherhood is hard and it takes real effort. Don't forget to prioritize your relationships and take care of yourself. I know this episode may have sounded contradictory, but say lovey. God created us to work, then rest, not to rest, then work. It will be hard to get used to it in the beginning and believe me I'm going right through this with you but we should probably start off by setting boundaries for our kids and never ever allow those boundaries to waver this creates all kinds of mess ask God to show you what your kids need from you ask him for the strength and wisdom to provide that to them Maybe they need some family time. Our favorite family activity is watching a movie at home with snacks and popcorn. Maybe they need to burn some energy. Go outside with them. Bring them to the park. Vitamin D is great for helping you feel better. Starting a garden was great for me because my kids can play while I can mess around in my garden and we do our own things. All the while getting fresh air and some sun. If your kids are old enough and your yard is secure, allow them to go out by themselves with continuous checkings on them. 
and maybe they're craving interactions with other children. Again, the park is a great option for that as well. Reach out for playdates if you have to. It's important for children to get their needs met, and as their mothers, it is our jobs to make sure their needs are met. So mama, if you feel like your kids are out of hand and you feel at your wit's end, take a break from your to-do list and focus on the needs of your kids. Pray for enough strength to get through it. I know it can feel impossible, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Sometimes we need a good worship session to fall on our knees and cry in our living room. I've done that before, and it felt great. Seek and you will find. I hope this episode wasn't too all over the place and you were able to follow along. Until next time, my friend.